Hello and welcome to Sports Middle, where your favorite video game podcasters remember what it was like long ago. <laughs> long ago when there was light in the world and we were all together singing songs, <laughs> hugging, sharing food and drink out in the light, in the fresh air, surrounded by sports. I'm one of your hosts, <laughs> editor of Arts, John Warren, and uh, with me today are the regulars. Hi, uh, Dylan Skippington, our guides editor. Hi. I guess, yeah, I guess I am a regular, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, we done, what, you're, like, fourth one of these? you're like, you're like I, I've never been a regular before. Oh, what's a regular? Wow. Incredible. I guess I am like Norm. <laughs> Speed the Barbie. Hi. Uh, uh, also with us is uh, social editor and youth outreach uh, director. Um, That's correct. Nikki Grayson. Catherine stole the heater, so she has the living room heater mm. and the space heater, and it's cold as fuck in the office. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Wait, yeah. wait it's cold? Yeah. It's oh, probably no. like like it's probably like 65 degrees in here. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Mickey. Mickey, Listen. there's also a space heater in my bedroom for what it's worth. It's I can't on. believe I'm being robbed of heat. Yeah. Sorry. That's a bummer. Wow. Remember when it was like when we had heat? Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, 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 we have heat and sports. <laughs> no, we have no heat, no sports. Uh, no, we have no heat, no sports. Johnny Heat. Uh, anyway, uh, we also yeah. have uh, editor-in-chief of FanFight.com, Daniel Rando. Hi, hello. I'm, I'm here from my private island uh, where I am fighting. <laughs> It's a, How's the internet out honestly, there? Honestly, a it's fucking... I mean, Dana White's paying for it, right? Oh, definitely. Uh, let's maybe start with that while my... Wait, who are you? I already I introduced... Am... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I am a fighter. Oh, okay. <laughs> John, did you already intro yeah, yourself? Yeah, I did. Did you? Oh. Yes. Did you? Yes. Oh. Yes. I said, I'm here. I'm remembering what it was like surrounded by sports. I'm editor-at-large John yeah. Warren. Oh, I miss yeah. that. Well, you know... Jesus, right. you know what? Can we just start already. the recording over? I'm just <laughs> no, we're keeping it. It's staying. This yeah, it's been a rough. It's, it's it's been, been a rough a one. Bad day all, all before so. all before nine a.m. on the West Coast. It rules. Yeah. Um. Yeah. At least I wasn't planning on having a busy day or anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, Danielle, you alluded yeah. to it. Can you please tell us why? What Dana White's up to? I'm gonna read uh, a little bit from a an athletic piece. I hope it's okay to read a little from it. It's uh, you know a subscription that's, based that's, thing. It's, you're, that's it's, that's the <laughs> this, this is how we get around it, baby. You know, I I just want to give them a shout out. I love the athletic MMA. They're Wait, good. hold on. What if we un hold on? Okay, uh, yeah. let me hit y'all with this. Yeah. How much is the athletic every month? Nine ninety nine? No, or it's like five bucks a month. Okay, so we charge two fifty. Yep. And we just <laughs> reread yeah. every single article mm -hmm. and put it behind Genius. a special RSS feed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's not illegal. <laughs> yeah, what can they do? What can they do? Say it's theirs and shut us down? You know, I mean, real question. Is it okay to read a graph from this? Like, I think it, no, yeah, they, I think it is. They, they won't you, get mad about that, listen, will they? You just, you just gave them a shout out. You said how much it costs and that it's a good yeah. deal. I think it's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just going to read from this piece that is... Okay. 
quote, I've got an island, unquote. UFC goes full supervillain by continuing amid pandemic by Ben Folks. This was published yesterday. At a time when all other major sports organizations have decided to hit pause and wait out the coronavirus pandemic, the UFC has instead decided to go full supervillain. Stop holding events even for a couple of months? Never! Not when there are secret locations and private islands available. Apparently, all the hollowed-out volcanoes and undersea lairs are spoken for already, but fine, this will do in a pinch. <clears throat> in an interview with the UFC's broadcast partners at ESPN this week, UFC President Dana White revealed that his April 18th event, UFC 249, will go on as scheduled, but at a secret location that won't even be made known in advance to the fighters competing at the event. According to White, this location will also play host to another UFC event the following week, and on and on for the next couple of months. As for the upcoming events that were scheduled for other countries, including fighters who may not be able to even enter the U.S. during this pandemic, White has that figured out, too. I've got an island, White told ESPN's Brett Okamoto. The infrastructure is being built right now. We're going to do all of the international fights on this island. We're going to start cranking. The UFC will be back up and running internationally and here in the States. I'm Dana White, and I'm going to start cranking. Hi, hi, come to my island where we can crank in private. (laughs) Next thing you know, they're going to say that people can only get to the island by having a bag put over their heads. Is it Staten Island? Is it Staten Island? That's what I really want to ask. Listen, anything's legal out there. Yeah. Um, Nobody will know. Here's. Here's the fucked up part. This is smart, and this makes sense. Um, <laughs> islands are so cheap. I'm on privateislandsonline.com, which seems to be the premier location to find an island. You can buy an island in Canada for, like, less than half a million dollars, and it already comes with a house. It already comes <laughs> Where with is a house. Wow. wow. Yeah, the house is already on the island, so you get the island and the house. Now, how do, you, how, do you, now how do you get an Instacart out there? You don't. You don't? Mm. <laughs> but, if you, but if you have a half a million dollars to kind of drop, I think you have your own. You prob- there's like a, pri- there's a private <laughs> there's Instacart. Probably a private Instacart. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. could get Iguana Island for $475,000 in Nicaragua. <laughs> <laughs> so... Do you think Dana White is going to be more like a Shao Kahn or like a Zach from Dead or Alive? Like, kind of, kind of like, what, oh my God. What kind of like a vibe do you think Dana White, like Island Dana White? What kind of Island Dana White vibe is there? It's, well, he'll just be like evil Shao Kahn, but with a fucking Hawaiian shirt. Okay. <laughs> just picture everything else that comes with it the throne, everything. The hammer. <laughs> the hammer. Uh-huh. Just like. With a like slightly ripped Hawaiian shirt on. Hawaiian top, shirt, you know? shorts, and sandals. There you okay. go. Yeah, sandals are key. Sandals are key. Yep. Wow. With socks. And Joe, Joe Rogan just looks like wild. Shang Tsung doing his podcast on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Awful. Uh, I mean, you know, what? he almost endorsed Bernie, sort of. And yeah, then... kind of, kind of. And then, sorry, and that went. How'd that? How go? did that go? It didn't uh, didn't, didn't do the intended thing. Didn't pan out, huh? <laughs> didn't didn't work out. Joe Rogan's not going. He has said like, I, oh, I, did he? well, unless something has changed in the last week. But as of like last week, he was like, I don't. I, he was even like, I don't know. Like I'm not. Oh, I can't wow. go. <laughs> so well, I mean, he could he could do a he could do remote commentary. I mean, we yeah. just saw. 
I, I don't know if any of y'all saw any WrestleMania, and that's not a sport. I'll be honest, it's not a sport. But they did just have an event this weekend that was maybe one of the strangest things I've ever seen. If they had gone to an island, it would have been less strange than what they did, um, which was just having everything in front of a totally empty arena. So you could hear literally every word that you're never, ever supposed to hear wrestlers say yeah. to each other. Like that, that whole enterprise is designed so that the crowd noise and other like ambient things just like drown that stuff out. But you can just hear everyone just be like, Take that, Alexa Bliss. And it's just like, no, oh, I'm not yeah. we're not supposed to hear this. This isn't oh. good. It's like, None of y'all was, are trained for this. Even watching oh. like the clips, it was super awkward, just like the moments that are supposed to be for playing to the crowd, but there's no crowd. So like, oh, that God. was the craziest fucking thing, Dylan. Like they did so many like even the even the things that they filmed like a movie that got most of the conversations uh, after the weekend was like less strange than playing to the crowd which they were doing and i was just like there's no one there all you're doing is like wasting time you're not get like the idea is that you're getting strength from the audience's reaction or something but there's no one there what are you doing does that mean um, you just get weakness I like, don't know. It, it's like an absence of strength. Like I wish someone had done that. They tried to play to the crowd and then been like, "No, like, no, oh, shit. my strength." <laughs> yeah, but I, so are they just gonna drop an octagon on the fucking white sand beaches and yeah, and have like volleyball rafters? What are they gonna do? <laughs> is it fire? God, fe- I, is it fire fest too? That yeah, that's just... what a lot of people have been saying. Okay. Like, it, just, it's so bananas. They, they're saying, you know, he said things about like, oh, we'll take precautions. You know, we'll work with the doctors to screen people. But that likely means the sort of screening that was in place a couple of weeks ago and still is in some states where EMS workers are even like just taking a temperature of a person and asking like three questions, which yeah. as I think we all know at this point is not. It, people are running around with it asymptomatic, and that's the main issue, that's right? The like that—that's the whole reason we're all in our houses, and very sad to be in our houses is that asymptomatic people are spreading the virus. So it's just—it's absolutely wild. I mean, a lot of international fighters—it's a very international sport, right? Yeah. People can't come back to their home country, or they can't get right. here, or they can't get to wherever the fuck it is. Yeah. And you know, fighters themselves—I think fighter response is 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 probably somewhat mixed on this. I think a lot of fighters are the kind of people who are already strained financially and any chance to fight, you know, even even professionals, even UFC fighters, like the top of the top. Some of these folks are probably just going to say yes because it's like, well, I got to do what I got to do, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't want to blame them or put the blame on them, but it is absolutely, this is madness. Like this is legit, like super villain shit. It's absolutely wild to me. I mean, like, yes, I know that some people find just the idea of like, they used to call it human cockfighting, right? Like, just the idea of no holds barred fighting is madness in itself. And like, all right, that's fine. I guess you make your point, but well, there are, at least there are rules with there, regulations, yeah, right? Like, there are one to two holds barred. Yeah, <laughs> there's, uh, there, there's there, something like 27 actual rules. Yeah, like, I for mean, real. there are rules now. When they first started, and you could just basically wind up and punch a guy in the dick over and over and over <laughs> right. again, and that just right. ended the match. Like, I can I can imagine that getting some like eyebrows raised, going like, "Wait, yeah. you can do what?" Um, and we did an episode on the rules a couple weeks ago, and like, yeah, yeah. one of the original visions for like the ring was to have 
have like a oh, moat a with moat. alligators around it for yeah. real. Like not even joking. Oh, that yeah. rips. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, no, as my, my friend Jaime said, uh, stupid. They were dreamers. <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> Wait, Fuck. Dylan, what'd you say? <laughs> the alligators rip. <laughs> yeah, rip and tear, baby. Good shit. Stupid. Uh, very stupid. Um, but like. It's a professional sport with professionals competing. Like yeah. it, it has regulations, it has doctors, it has specific rules, it yeah. has referees. Like this is not fucking actual Mortal Combat. And right. actual Mortal yeah. Combat's not real because it's supernatural people who can make, you know, demons come out of their face. So Danielle, please never tell me Mortal Kombat's not real again, okay? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I know it's a bad day. I, I know it's... <laughs> Santa Claus is also real, and it's fine. No, it's fine. Santa's not real, but Scorpion, very real. <laughs> get over here. Uh, listen, if uh, if Dana White uh, can't get the island stuff to work out, maybe he should call uh, officials in Phoenix, Arizona, who are... Yeah. This, is, this is the... This, to me, it's is legitimately more it's crazier wild to me. than the USC <laughs> island I completely agree with you, Nikki. I completely agree with you. Uh, so there, there is a plan that is at least, it seems like being seriously considered by yeah, Major League Baseball is... and, uh, and like state and local officials in Arizona that all 30 teams are just going to play with no fans in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> what? This is an idea. This is this is like a Nicholas Grayson idea <laughs> that I would have had in the, like in the office back in the before times that would have just resulted in like just the most pregnant silence from you, Rocky and Dylan. And like, <laughs> but but someone at Major League Baseball was like, oh, oh yeah, let's do that. That that might work. Yeah. It's so fucking wild. How do they get to decide who gets to play in the big stadium? I, I have no idea. Is it just some sort of like, you know, like which which team got the best ratings last week of uh, which, which team bought the most concessions? Because there will be no fans. So like, you know, did uh, fucking David Ortiz travel with the Boston Red Sox just as a coach or something and buy 8,000 hot dogs? And they're like, oh, we got to have we got to have him be back at chase field um i don't know but it's it's so strange so the mlb season has been delayed and i mean it would have it would have gotten all you know underway already at least uh i think opening day would have been last week i think yes um and you know so they they knew they were going to move it but now the idea I, I don't know if this accelerated after the fucking buck wild uh, phone the conference call between Donald Trump and the rest of the sports commissioners. I don't know if this was already like a, a a gestating idea, but after that call happened, a lot of leagues are now looking around and going, "Ooh, what can we actually do to get back as soon yeah. as possible?" This is this is silly. Yeah, like there's there's baseball is already too long. Mm -hmm. um, it's too long already. So there's literally no point in just have it be like strike. Just just treat it the same way you would treat a strike season. It's just shorter. Like it doesn't make a difference. If we start, if they started playing in August and then like the entire season was August to October, like I don't think anybody would complain. Right. It's not like they're. It's not like the teams are going to make money. Like if if that was the whole issue was that like oh these teams aren't going to make money on concessions and people through the literal gates then like I would kind of get it 
But moving everything to Phoenix, like Kansas City's not going to make any fucking money no. off of playing in Phoenix. No. So like, who gives a shit? Just like start the season in August and then just have it just be strike shortened and like figure yeah. out how to compensate the players afterwards. But like, it's so silly. My, it's so silly. My favorite thing about all of this was I was there was one of the hockey writers I follow was talking about how the NHL was following like this and like what the NBA was considering. And all of them were just like, yeah, no, the sports leagues are considering, you know, basically isolating the players for like four to five months where they can't see their families, where they're going to travel to some random city and just everyone's going to stay there in hotels, isolated for four to five months just so they can play sports. And like, what yeah. in the world? <laughs> who thinks this is a good idea? Like, who, who uh, wants a lot, this? A lot, a lot of unbelievably impatient and stupid people who think this is a good idea. Um, and I think ultimately that's what it. That's what it comes. I mean, obviously there are, there are money issues at play. Like these these leagues desperately want to make something out of this, and I think that's a lot of it. But there's also just this like very bad politically motivating factor of like uh, sports are normal, and we need the normalcy like to uh, to show up before we need sports normalcy to show up before the real normalcy like there feels right. that feels like kind of the the impetus for this stuff and it's like no like i, I love sports i miss sports but like I, the peaks of the covid cases in most metropolitan areas have not hit yet and right. yeah. i don't know why we're talking about this yet was was that the how long this is this is gonna seem like a silly question. How long were sports canceled after 9-11? A week. Was it like it was it like a week, it right? A week. Like it, it was a really yeah. short amount of time. Yeah. Now, do you think that's what it is? Like, do you think that everyone was like, listen, after 9-11, the sports were back so fast. The New York Yankees won the World Series that year and it fixed America. It fixed America. It was totally fine. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, do you think that's what the like that seems like what's the what the logic is? But the other part about that is the Yankees were playing in Yankee Stadium in New York. Right. Like, yeah, it, yeah. no, like, I, I know. It's not the fuck same about shit. Phoenix. It's not the same. Right. Yeah. 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 The, the, the people who live in thing. Phoenix don't even care about Phoenix. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. And and there's there's this like really I don't even know if this is uh, I'm going to I'm just going to go ahead and like completely uh, speculate here that at least one official has said out loud to someone else, you know, it gets so dang hot in Phoenix. I don't know if the ding dang virus can survive here. I oh, bet, like, uh -huh. I, I guarantee you there's someone who 100%. believes that. 100%. Oh my God. 100%. <laughs> Why do we live in the stupidest fucking world? <laughs> yeah. I can't not get mad. I, I know. like, I can't. Like, my blood boils when, like, this shit just. God, can we not just listen to scientists for two minutes? And like, no, scientists aren't God either. But like, come on, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. They know a little more about viruses than than Jimmy John. You know, <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy John. John. You know, the guy who brought you your your cool video of Faces of Death uh, back a few episodes ago. That was, oh, please, that was Jimmy Jack. Jimmy John. Oh, that was Jimmy Jimmy John is a sand sandwich slinger and big game hunter. Uh, he's very good friends of Brock Lesnar. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I got it wrong. That's all right. Um, 
Well, when the NFL does come back, we might be able to see it on uh, Nickelodeon, which is kind of weird. Oh, good. Um, That's buck wild. Like, what a just a wild two weeks, huh? Yeah. They are, I guess, like kind of extending this partnership between the NFL and Nickelodeon that they have through the Kids' Choice Sports Awards, which is like an award show that's just the Kids' Choice Awards, but it's for sports. So they get blimps, too. Um and they're going to have a uh, it's also an extension of the fact that CBS and Viacom are the same company now. So those broadcast rights kind of carry over. So they're going to have a special broadcast for a handful of games over the course of the season that is going to have different commentators um, and different graphics packages and all of that stuff on Nickelodeon for children. Uh, but it's going to be using the same CBS feed, uh, which is just so silly yeah, to me. It's very weird. I can't wait until Jojo Sawa is in the fucking uh, booth telling me about the fucking <laughs> running game for Dallas. <laughs> you think you think they'll do like a cross once where like Tony Romo is doing the Nickelodeon thing and, the he, Nickelodeon gets, one? and he gets slimed? If if it like legitimately you joke, but if I was CBS, I yeah, that. I would a hundred percent do that. I would do that. It, That's such an easy way to juice those numbers. It's, it's pretty easy to see Tony Romo get slimed. At least everyone in Philadelphia and New York would be like, hell yes, yes, let's yeah. please, please see this man in slime. I would rather see Jim Nance in slime, to be honest. But uh, yeah, he would be so confused as to what the slime <laughs> is. <laughs> My grandkids make slime. Yeah. You would just say that over and over again. Um, <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Uh, do you think that when uh, you know what we've we've we could go into the homework, but I think I really do need to go ahead because we've been talking about Nickelodeon. I do think we need to go ahead and finally talk about what happens when um when Legends of the Hidden Temple comes back. Yes. Yeah. About how Nikki and I are going to lead the like all american fanbite team to victory yes. there yes yeah yes yeah. You, you will you will at the average age of 32 you two will <laughs> you two will join the game for children and yeah. um and, just and wreck everyone I, actually God, what, what's really funny is what if you didn't wreck everyone though is my first question honestly i think we would <laughs> i legitimately think it would be it would be Oh, that would be such good television. I, you kind of you kind of framing it that way, John. For some reason, made it made it feel like the rest of the teams would be children, and that it would be Danielle and I. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's kind of what I figured I totally it would win, be. Guys, <laughs> which would be really good. I just I just um, like the the slow pan while they're introducing all the teams. Yeah. It's like here's Rebecca and Thomas, and you know they go they're to eleven. They yeah. go to Tampa High School. Oh wow! All right, uh, and here's here's Jim and Celeste. They go to Schwartz Middle School, and here's fucking here's fucking Nikki Grayson and Danielle Riando. They both have real fucking jobs, huh? And uh, they decided to take two weeks off from Fanbite.com in order to join this competition for children, where they will attempt to drown a bunch of other children in the in the lake of <laughs> Minnetonka. Or whatever the fuck is, uh, <laughs> is going on. Um, Lake of Minnetonka here in Orlando, in Orlando Florida. Florida. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. 
look, I, we would crush everyone. I just want everybody to be, know. It would be the the most landslide victory in the history of the program. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, what what games would you be at? Before we even talk about the temple, what games would you go, be good at, do you think? The only one that I would have issue with would be the swimming one on account of my inability, inability to, to swim. swim. That's I a big swim. one. But I'll do the swimming but one. Exactly. That's what I figured. Danielle can yeah. just pull me across. But yeah. yeah, that's fine. No problem. So and like we don't need to finish in first <laughs> at the end of that game because it doesn't matter. You just need to be one of the first six to get across. First of all, I think I because think, you just need to get to the steps. I think liability issues. They all wear vests, don't they, to swim? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then you're and fine. I can do that. You can do that. Yeah. I was just I was loving the idea of like them starting the game and like you just <laughs> Nikki tells them, yes, I can totally swim. I can totally do this. I can do everything that this game requires me to do. And they'll all jump into the pool and then, and then and then like it just cuts to Danielle dragging your ass across the pool and they have to Adam Conover or whatever is like, oh god, we have to we have to go. Um, I would just love to see that. Look, Here's- I I would say, yeah, myself, even if I am partially carrying Nikki's weight, mm-hmm. probably a better swimmer than most child. than most children. <laughs> <laughs> now I have questions about the temple because my favorite part of Legends of the Hidden Temple was okay, but it was twofold. It was it was how completely um ill-prepared every child seemed to be for the temple itself um and then also how like aggressively visibly audibly frustrated the host would get at the kids not being able to figure it out Um, kirk hated it kirk hated it hated it he He was so mad now what makes y'all think y'all would just get like if you it, like listen yes y'all are smarter than children you're bigger than children okay i understand this <laughs> but uh, what makes you so confident that there's some kind of magic about the temple that is legitimately <laughs> confusing to everyone that goes inside of it Look, okay here's no, oh no, okay no, danielle Nikki you first, go Nikki first. okay so here's my thing the way that they the way that they got kids for <laughs> for this show is that they were already at Universal Studios oh, yeah. trying to do a Universal Studios theme park day and then they got basically taken. But it's true. And then they and then they were asked to do the program. So none of them were emotionally or mentally prepared because 45 minutes ago they were standing next to SpongeBob in the theme park. <laughs> now what I'm here to tell you is that Danielle and I, if selected Adam Conover, will spend the next three to six months training very hard. Exactly. Recreating recreating the temple in our own homes. <laughs> Recreating that silver monkey, all three fucking pieces of that puzzle. And we will be mentally and physically prepared. Okay. So when we get to the temple to stomp on the kids, we'll punch a temple guard to death. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I am surprised that in the history of that show, no one just straight no up No one got fucking it. punched. Blasted. They cut it. Uh, they I, uh, cut it. Yeah, you There's might be no right. question. Somebody right. got fucking beaned on the nose and they cut it. 
I think it goes both ways too. Like there's absolutely a lost footage of a kid nut shotting one of the temple guards, like for sure. But I also think there's lost footage of a temple guard fucking like yeeting a kid, don't you? <laughs> like <laughs> through the front through the front of the fucking temple yeah. from the second level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just being like, all Mac needs you, and then just like, <laughs> like pushes you pushes like, you Derek, off. This is your second warning. You cannot you cannot do this to the kids anymore, Darren. Darren the temple guard. <laughs> yeah, I you know, all of that. Exactly what Nikki said. But also I just want to add, I've been preparing for this my entire fucking life. I have played every Zelda game like five hundred times, so the puzzles are no problem. And like, mm-hmm. do y'all see what I do for fun? I wrestle with other human beings and run really fast and enjoy obstacle courses and other complete bullshit that has no bearing on life. (laughs) Like, this is what I was born to do. Adam Conver is going to have to tell you not to omoplata a temple guard. Like, like, please, please do not choke a temple guard with his own arm. Thank you. Please don't do that. Um, Look, it's a secret island. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Anything is anything is legal on Catalina Island. Everyone knows this. Um now here's the thing. Yeah. Adam Conover, if you're listening. We are on Twitter. He might be. And it's a really easy thing to just DM and I I don't really know how television production works. I've only been on TV like once or twice, and it was really at like not a real I wasn't really on TV, you know? So, like, wait, I don't know wait, how wait. casting you works. You were on TV? Yeah. You gotta tell I, us, I mean, tell us like, about I this? I was a child. So, one time, one time, see, oh, have I not told y'all this no, story? This is so. not a re- at all related to sports. Uh, that's fine. One time CBS News came to my school because one of the producers for CBS Evening News had a kid that went to our school. This okay. was in 2000 and maybe 2009, 2010. At the peak of the grinding epidemic that was taking over the United States of America. Um, Oh, wow. So the CBS Evening News uh, crew came to the school and then had to, like, interview kids about, like, grinding at dances. And they timed their they timed them coming to us uh, to the uh, homecoming dance that we had every year for basketball because we didn't have football. So it was like a homecoming. It was like a weird time homecoming. Um, and they came to the school, interviewed the kids about grinding, and basically all of us were like, yeah, we don't know what the fuck that is, or if we do not know what it is, it doesn't happen here because we don't have dances, and like 16 (laughs) people show up, so it's not that big of a deal. (laughs) So then they also brought a camera crew to the actual homecoming dance, and of course nobody fucking showed up because it was a Pacific Hill school event, um, and they then had to make kids pretend to grind because there weren't oh enough kids. God. There weren't enough kids, A, and none of the kids were grinding. Sorry, so they sorry, had to make sorry, kids sorry, pretend no, to sorry, grind. Sorry, sorry, what sorry. Grade were you in? This was in like, I was in probably like the ninth or 10th grade. Okay. okay. I'm like, <laughs> a news crew showed up and made us all act like we were grinding is like a, the start of a much darker story. <laughs> Yeah, and then they had to, and then they made the person, our teacher, our, one of our teachers, um, go over to the uh, 
because we used to have this, our homecoming dances, weird school. We used to have it in a ballroom at the uh, hotel that's in Hollywood and Highland. Um, so we had, the teacher was then forced to walk over to one of the light fixtures in the room and slam all of the lights on for a very dramatic shot <laughs> where the dance got canceled because all of the lights got turned on. Oh, you mean that they didn't just walk up to you? try to split you up and tell you to leave space for Jesus because no. <laughs> that's what happened at my school. Yep. <laughs> they or did the not Holy do Spirit. That to it us. could have been either one. You know, they had two choices there. <laughs> now, which you is know? bigger? Is the Holy Spirit take up more space or does Jesus take up more space? <laughs> I think so. Just because like we were told the Holy Spirit is kind of everywhere. Ah. Mm. So, but, but okay. Jesus was definitely through substance, uh, transubstantiation transubstantiation sorry that's a hard word for me uh was was a man a pretty skinny guy by the looks of it but also <laughs> was kind of everywhere so it, that one's like a little bit of up in pretty, the air but uh, you know pretty fit by the look of it what do you lift fit. what do you lift jc I, uh, you know? I could take him though 100 percent easy yeah you know fight 100%, 100%. Jesus Christ. Just like Darren, um, you know, the, beat up JC. the security guard. Yeah, Darren, this, Darren the temple guard versus Jesus Christ in a fight 1v1, he wins. I I I don't know. Darren's got a record. I don't know. If, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Has Jesus killed a guy? No. No. Right. Um, what's Moira Quirk up to? Oh, God. boy. That's a good OMG. question. That. We go and cut that. Like we know what Mike, we know what Mike O'Malley is up to. Like he's a working actor, which is good for Mike. Yeah. Um, but what is Moira Quirk up to? Uh, she provided additional voices for Happy Feet Two. She voiced oh. the character Caril- uh, Car Carlia in Skyrim. Oh, oh, she was she was in Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah, she was as additional voices. She was Alara Dorn. She's working. Yeah, she's working. Right. she's working. She's working. She's working. She's in Castlevania. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh, so she does voice work. Yeah, now. she does a lot of voice work. Um, did you know that Wonder Pets is still on TV? I didn't. No, I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, Wonder Pets is like a television program where um, it's not important. The pets do sports. <laughs> it's not important. Um, Maura Quirk was apparently like 26 when she was doing guts. I'm oh, just doing the wild. Math. But she's just Mo. You can't be 26 and just be Mo. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. That's why does that feel weird to me? That feels wrong. <laughs> that feels wrong. Maura Quirk always felt like she was 35 and just was never ever not going to be 35 to me. <laughs> Just, well, she's fifty-one now. Yeah. So. Is that true? Yeah, she yeah. is. She's oh, fifty-one. Yeah. Time. Mora Court, come on Sports Middle. Mora Court, come on Sports Center. <laughs> no, 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 not Sports Wait, no, Center. Sports Middle. No. Fuck. <laughs> she won. She has an Emmy. You did the thing, the SEO thing that we were hoping for. Nikki. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. <laughs> she has an Emmy. Good for her. And she won Audible Book of the Year. We'll wow. For what? I don't know. It <laughs> says Audible Book of the Year Headphones Award. Uh, uh, what about Guts? Okay, we talked about Legends of the Hidden Temple. How would, you, how, would, how would the three of you fare with Guts? Guts <sighs> is easy because most of it is bungee cords. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. 
Yeah. The other thing about Guts that fucks me up is that I don't know how they did it, but they managed to get kids every single week who had never fucking seen the program. Yeah, so, that was like, wild. And somehow don't know what I don't, the aggro yeah. crag is. And somehow, yeah, they like don't know how the aggro crag works. They don't know how, like, if they were doing the obstacle course one, they didn't, they were like, try to go as high through the fucking elastic jungle as possible. It was like, no, you idiot, just go down. Just go down as I yell at the television. Just go down. <laughs> um, they, it just like, all of the things on gut seem so easy. You just need to jump. Yeah. It's, so, are you saying that I could do it if there are bungee cords involved? Yeah. Mm. I think that was the whole point. Yeah. Was that like the the bungee the bungee system that was kind of rigged was like was supposed to be the great equalizer basically. Uh-huh. So it was really just about timing. I don't think it was really that much about fucking jump strength or skill. Yeah. What about I, you, uh, Danielle? Could you do, could you I'd tackle the agricrag? Really? I think I'd I'd crush it. Yeah. Okay. I do right. have a bad wrist. That's the only fucking factor in all of this is that I do have a bad wrist. And that could that could slow me down at some point. However, I think even at 36 uh, at my current level of conditioning, crush the shit out of all those middle schoolers. Yeah, I think you could too. I hey. will say I legitimately sometimes uh there are children who are too big for the children's divisions at <laughs> Grappling Industries. Not even joking. I've had a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old in the last year, like as I was a 35-year-old and 36-year-old, more than twice their age. Like yeah. had to compete against like young teenagers. Like Did you win? Uh no. No, I did not. Not against oh, the fourteen-year-old. No. Oh but, no! But in fairness, <laughs> she's been doing jujitsu since she was like seven. So oh, okay, I've been doing it for three and a half years. So do you want to maybe oh. revisit your uh, confidence that you can just beat all these kids <laughs> and stuff? Or no? I don't. No, you don't. I don't. You, you still because I live about in New York. <laughs> okay. I don't think like like this is like a jujitsu city. Sure, there are, sure, sure. Like world fucking champions here. Yeah, and that's, if you're what a they, teenager that's what they call the Big it? Apple. The Big Apple. The jujitsu <laughs> city. <laughs> It's, you know, it's the big Alma Plata, okay? That's what you should really it's, be calling it's the, it. First it's the of city. All. It's the city that never taps out. It's the jujitsu <laughs> city. city that never taps. Good tap or nap. It never sleeps, so you know what's going on. Uh, I'm glad that y'all let me indulge in this bullshit. Uh, but yeah, no, no, no. I lost zero to two to the 14 year old last time I faced her. Damn. Uh, I just could not get a point on her, and like, again, I'm. I'm stronger. Like I am a stronger person, <laughs> but she has a lot of technique. I can't. I cannot lie. stress this enough. I cannot stress. I am so much stronger than a child. <laughs> I mean, I also, I also, to give you a little peek into this, I also competed a weight class where almost everyone is bigger than me. This girl is bigger than me. She's taller than me. Like yeah. definitely. Like at least a couple of inches. Like I compete most of the time at 135, even though I'm around 125, uh-huh. because there's no uh 125 in this particular competition. Like I would have to cut down to 120, which probably ain't happening anytime soon. I'm 36. Or <laughs> uh, I have to go up to 135 where I'm five five just barely. Most of those other girls are five seven, five eight. So yeah. to give myself a little bit of credit, they're all bigger than me. <laughs> this is a perfect time to go back to one of my favorite hard times pieces. Yeah. Which is headline dozens of teenage bodies still ligger still still <laughs> litter Nickelodeon's aggro crag. Um which is very good. Incredible. Um 
It yeah, the aggro crag is easy. So fucking easy. You just run it's up, like, right? You just run you just up run and up. hit the button. Run up, hit the button. buttons. They're so obvious. Now, Dylan, I've never seen you do anything athletic. Could you tackle the aggro crag? Gross. Thanks, Chad. Well, I just haven't. You know, I've seen I've seen Nikki like you know ill advisedly parkour off of stuff. I've seen you know videos of Danielle like doing jujitsu stuff. So you yeah. Know. I mean, I don't I don't remember anything outside of the aggro crag to be honest. Like I don't remember anything else about that show. <laughs> the aggro crag was like the easiest part. So Nikki, Nikki is right. It was all like you were suspended by a bungee cord and you have to do like like American Ninja Warrior stuff with no stakes, basically. I yeah, felt yeah. like no yeah. literally no stakes. Like it's all so unbelievably simple mm. that a child could do it. A yes. child is doing it. Now I do yes. I do have a question. Think about it. Yeah, what's your question? Yeah. Would the end of Double Dare be a sport? <laughs> yes. 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 That was Dare what I wanted sports. to do as a kid. <laughs> Get slimed <laughs> by the nose. Yeah, I was about to say. So we we here at at Fanbite at Sports Middle are saying that laying on your back like a mechanic and digging into a nose filled with uh, marshmallow <laughs> fluff that's been turned green is a sport. <laughs> are we really saying that? Yeah, that's what we're saying. Okay. That's hey, there's more than that. You have to do some other stuff too, like you balance some other stuff. eggs yeah, on your you, head. You have to climb a water slide and then slide down it. And what's in the water slides? Not, you know, it's like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like rope swings. You know, yeah. climb through a mouth of teeth. All while it Mark Summers is athletic ability. Right? Yeah, that's like, true. I need. I need all of us. I've just put an episode of this program. Oh my gosh! Into, okay. Of the episode of guts into the chat. Uh-huh. God, I, I love do, guts. I, I do need all of us to skip to fourteen minutes and uh, forty-five seconds, which is the beginning of the obstacle course. Okay. Uh, what's it called? What is the actual event called? I don't the event know. Is called. Oh, something. Moira! Oh my God! It's um, Nick Tiff and Brandon. Yeah, Nick Tiff and Brandon are here. Tiff gets fucking ruined in this episode. She's not very good. Oh, no. That always um, made me so mad when the girls lost. Like, I'm not going to yeah. lie. It made me, like, I yeah. wanted to get on there and be like, I'll fucking kill you. Like, yeah. not really, but I'll, you know. I, I, do y'all see the thing that, that the child does at 14 minutes and 52 seconds, which is run over just fucking nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. There's nothing yeah, that's there. Easy. That's not an obstacle. It's not an obstacle. I love it's that they had to obstacle. wear elbow pads and knee pads to do this. Listen, there are a lot of liability issues over <laughs> at the. Uh, <laughs> they're shaking uh, the track. Oh no. <laughs> and they're all clapping. How nice. Now, you think it would take. I, I legitimately think if it took that child 25 seconds, I think I could do that in 15 seconds. Nikki. Easy. Nikki. These kids, listen, Nikki. these kids oh, no, have hold on, ter- hold on, hold on. What? You actually cut out. You cut out oh, completely. Hello? Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I, I didn't so was everyone, oh, I think I could do it in 15 seconds. You think you could do this in 15 seconds? Yeah. Okay, we need to Easy. set this up then. Easy, right. I think I could easily do this I, in 15 seconds. I also do love how one of the obstacles will literally just run up a ramp through some smoke and down through the smoke, other side of a yeah. ramp. Yeah, do Goldberg's, <laughs> Goldberg's entrance from 1998. Just do yeah. that. Will they be able to see? Uh, the hardest obstacle here is definitely when they throw fake leaves at the child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is God. just running in Brooklyn. That's all this is. This is what running in Brooklyn looks like. Yeah. 
Only there's it's not way a more poop. It's there's called way a tornado run. This tornado is... run. Tornado run. Now yeah, why this is it called... go so slow now, across okay. the like? Now yeah. tornado run. Now does do tornadoes? Hist- I would know the answer to this. Do tornadoes historically cause the ground to break apart and shatter like they yes. like they do every week? And smoke coming out of the ground. Um, man, these Floridians don't know what a tornado is. I guess that's what I'm saying. Where I'm so much more talented than anybody from Florida. Yeah, you heard it yeah. here first. Every folks. person from Florida, as you know, every I person love, in Florida I, is oh older than God. 65. So <laughs> that's who you're competing with. That's who you're competing with here. Oh my uh, God, Florida! Hey, you know we've been having a good time, and yeah, and I and here's the thing: I can I know what y'all are doing is the thing. You're trying uh-huh. to get me to basically talk about these fun things that y'all like. <laughs> so you keep um, until <laughs> until we have no time to talk about the homework yeah. I gave you. And then yeah. and then we would just go, Well, we didn't talk about it this week, so I guess we're never gonna talk about it. But <laughs> I did I did make you all watch the two thousand six Rose Bowl between the Texas Longhorns and uh Southern California Trojans. Man, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, so, why are you, why, now, why are you saying this about the greatest college football game that's ever been played? Because USC lost, bud. Yeah, I know, but well, you, didn't, you didn't go to USC. What do you care? I know, but I, I was fucking 10 at the time. So, like, <laughs> and I live here in the city of Los Angeles. So, I was like, you get to, you have to pick. We have two of everything, so you have we to have pick. two of everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't pick the Bruins, obviously. Right. So I had I picked USC. So I was a USC football fan, and then I had to watch this happen to me. Yeah, and I, then again, did, did you actually did you actually watch it again, or does it just burn into your brain? No, I did watch wow. it again. I literally That's haven't amazing. watched this game since 2006 because wow, it you. hurt. It did. It. I bet it did hurt. I bet it did hurt. Hey, for it folks sucked. who don't know, the uh, fuck Matt Liner. The- <laughs> <laughs> the uh the college football championships back in 2006 for the 2005 season were decided on january 4th 2006 at the rose bowl in pasadena california where the number two texas longhorns uh took on the number one usc uh trojans and uh it was maybe one of the best football games of all time can at least nikki can you at least yes 100 percent. a hundred percent one of the that. best football games ever played okay but it does, it does um, hurt you. Now, Dylan, why did hurts. you write "fuck you" for making me watch this on this? Uh... <laughs> Listen, not read. I just said I agreed. No, I, I mean oh. I just like, um, especially watching the thirty-minute cut where there's no like pauses between. There's no real sense of momentum. The the first half of the game, USC yeah. has no business being in this game. Like they yeah. just they got stomped. The, yeah, it they should have been a stomped. blowout. Yeah, and and then and then. Uh, uh, the Longhorns just collapsed. Yeah, that's what we were known for for a long time, actually. In fact, we like, still kind of are, actually. Yeah, yeah, but um, like that's the wild is thing. It, to well, me is John, like, is it a collapse if you can't stand back up? That's, but see, that's the wild <laughs> thing to me. I, I hate that. It's rude. Um, <laughs> I, uh, watching it, um, I mean, I, I can appreciate like a good comeback victory or whatever, but like yeah. this game just felt like who could. Lose the least. Like it just felt like who could be worse at specific times. Like I know in general, like everyone says it's a very very good game, but the entire time I was like USC has no business in this. And then I was like, wow, this other team is just 
screwing up real hard right now rather than being like oh they're real good it was mostly just like who could flub the least yeah <laughs> I mean, you, you you also brought up a good point that having a 30 minute cut of the game where you basically see everything tells you how much filler there is in football games in a football game yeah, yeah. It's, it's incredible it's also legitimately wild. one of the good things about the xfl yeah that was I one mean, of the good things yeah it's also wild watching watching it with all the big names in it and just realizing it was just like Reggie Bush versus Vince Young. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was literally just like four people who were doing all of the work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 the game featured three of the best college uh, football players uh, of the decade. And some would say ever. Um, Matt Liner, maybe the less, the least of the three, although he was very good in college. He was very good, but I can't believe. Why would you? Th- mm. <laughs> Why would you throw it there? I just don't understand. The la- the second to last play of the game is so fucking stupid. Yeah, like it's so clear that like I don't know. I don't. I do think there's a there's an appreciation for watching college football that I have now that I don't think I had then. That like where you're like, oh, if he had literally a year in the NFL, he wouldn't have made that throw. Like right. straight up, like he would not have made that decision. Yeah. But like, I guess that's kind of the beauty of watching kids play sports for not money. Um, is that they sometimes do dumb stuff because they're kids. Yeah, they're, they're, um, they're kids. They're not like really challenged. They, they've they've been yeah. so good. They've been so much better at this stuff than everyone else around them for so long that I think they don't know what being like, like what making mistakes consequences really are. Right. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, Matt yeah. Liner was the uh, the quarterback for the USC Trojans. He did win the Heisman Trophy once, I believe. Right. I think so. I might I might be wrong about that. I'm going to look. Yeah, he did win the Himes, Heimsman. The Heimsman. Yeah, the Heimsman. The Heimslick. He did win the Heimslick maneuver. Yeah, he did. He, uh, he, they won the, the, Matt Leiner and Reggie Bush won the Heisman Award in 2004 and 2005, respectively. Although Reggie Bush was, uh, funny enough, stripped of the award. Uh, due to yeah, some issues, a, uh, oh? an asterisk one that year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can we can we explain that? Because this was a, an era I was I was actually uh, a senior in college. I think I graduated in two thousand six. So I uh, I was not watching college football sure. at this time, and I have no context. This game was interesting to me for sure. I like football in general, but yeah. Could you explain that that context there? The the asterisk. Yeah, Nikki. Do you want to take it or should I? You should you should take it. Okay. Uh because I don't it, when when it happened the um the NCAA kidding. kind of came to my house and they they did they wiped my brain. So I actually <laughs> don't know what happened. They took those memories away from me when they when they fucking so, eliminated Reggie Bush from the record books. So late later that year in 2006 uh, uh some uh uh, reports were surfacing saying that Reggie Bush's family had taken payments from uh USC uh, uh, and you know, Bush and his family were like, nah, we didn't. Um, and, uh, another player, a basketball player for USC named OJ Mayo was also kind of involved in the same investigation. Um, and, uh, basically the, the investigation like kept going in some shape or form for like literally like four years. 
And finally, um, and this is really convenient because coach at the time, Pete Carroll, uh, dipped at some point while this investigation was taking place. And then he went to go coach the Seattle Seahawks in the NFL. Um, And that was maybe, I would almost say maybe a facilitator in actually like the investigation heating up because it was like everyone involved with the team at that point was just like, hey, I'm going to (laughs) go. Yeah. um, (laughs) And so, yeah, they basically figured out that yet. Like, yeah, they had uh, received, it was like, I want to say it was like $300,000 in gifts. Oh, wow. And that's a big no-no for the NCAA. And listen, right. I, I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to say something really, really, really. I, I don't even think it's controversial anymore. Uh, players should be getting paid like for yeah, for I, all I the stuff. That. So like I think like you know even if it's under the table and even if it's like a little like shady and shitty and it feels a little weird, um, like I you know I don't think there's anything like like morally wrong with what happened here, but it was like super against the rules. And so the NCAA basically was like. Uh yeah, Reggie Bush didn't win the Heisman Trophy. Uh, and also, oh, wow. and, and also, also USC just didn't win those games that they won. <laughs> wow! Which and is, they didn't win that championship that they won in two thousand and four. Uh huh. Yeah, like the NCAA just has this really weird thing where they can just go like, "Yeah, no one won the Heisman that year." And it's like we have the internet, dog. What are you talking about? <laughs> if you go, if you go to Heisman winners, Reggie Bush's name is still fucking there on the Wikipedia yeah. page. It just says he was still has the trophy. Yeah. um can i can i very quickly read to you uh matt leinert's career rushing statistics (laughs) okay yeah he in 2003 he had 32 rushing attempts for negative 62 yards and zero touchdowns in 2004 he had 49 rushing attempts for negative 44 yards (laughs) and three touchdowns in wow. 2005, he had 51 rushing attempts for 36 yards and six touchdowns. Wow. So in total, he had negative 70 rushing yards in his career at USC, but nine touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that's kind of incredible. That's that's yeah. amazing. I, I met Matt Liner once. How was that? Yeah. I don't know. We were on Catalina Island, both waiting for the ferry. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. an unbelievably Los Angeles story. I know it was really weird, and I said hook him, and I got on the. the I got. I didn't do that, and I, I didn't really. And say then anything he, to he pushed, pushed you into the fucking he ocean. Pushed me, <laughs> he pushed me into the ocean, and I died. And here I am, Aww. the ghost of John Warren. Um, that was just your qualifying <laughs> attempt for uh, for Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's we'll put you on the show. Temple Guard. You know, <laughs> before I get to my two points, I want to I want to point out some of the things that were written in the notes here. I think Danielle, you wrote most of these. Um, so <laughs> the, uh, the cheer the cheerleader uh, being saved. Can you maybe uh, take it's us through incredible. that? Okay. It's truly incredible. I watched it like four times because you see it in one shot and then you see it in the next shot. So both in fast motion and slow motion or whatever, <laughs> regular and regular. Uh, and uh, slow motion. Uh, yeah, around 2.36, uh, one of the players, sorry, I don't remember. That's, That's not the detail that caught my no, eye. It, it was matter. the hilarious save that caught my eye. Uh, you know, rushes into the the sort of the crowd that's on the, you know, on the sidelines of the field. And a male cheerleader, I think a male cheerleader, uh, saves a woman cheerleader by like hooking his arms up, like around her front and like pulling her away to safety in the most dramatic fucking 
Titanic, like, don't let me go, Jack kind of fashion. And yeah. it's so fucking funny. And I just rerouted a few times to watch it a few times. It oh, you're just, kidding. Like, a like, he just, beautiful like, moment. They, are, they are never really in any danger. He just, like, grabs her and goes. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah he really just, like... He's acting as if she's about to die. Like in mortal like, danger, right? Yes. Yeah. And like just <laughs> pulls her away bodily. And it was funny. I mean, me I, I really, I really, I mean, yeah, he, they weren't in like immediate danger, although his reaction acted like they were. But I will yeah. say like I, we should probably pull up a super cut at some point of like people getting obliterated on sidelines from like <laughs> yeah. football players. He had just watched it, that. It can like, get Like he had just bad. watched that super cut and was like fuck i can't let tracy get killed yeah and like you know grabbed her and god yeah, yeah. exactly that was that was good um uh, you pointed out a touchdown that you thought was good yeah there's a really really nice touchdown where again i'm very sorry i don't remember which player this was who caught the ball there's two you know defending players who are who don't want him to get a touchdown and he just sort of like dramatically and beautifully arches back with the ball like it's this really like ballet move and he like gets it across the line and he gets that touchdown it's it was really late nice. it was late in the game i think Very it was late. i think it was yeah. probably the Dwayne jarrett pass from uh for yeah. usc that was a that was a really good uh really good play really good it's play beautiful now who one... oh sorry oh no there's go ahead Daniel. yeah please uh every time a player is like on his knees uh, oh, yeah. Like at the end of play, you know, when the, the whistle's blown and everybody kind of has to like stop for a second. Every time I'm like, why don't you just take their back? They're in a perfect position to take their back. <laughs> like it's per- just get your hooks in, get the back. And then I realize I'm looking at a sport that's different from my weird ass sport. So, yeah. Now, are you saying that you would the football experience would be improved if if they just added grappling and like chokes Absolutely. and stuff? Absolutely. Okay. Of course it would. Like imagine if every time they had to stop play instead of stopping play and like whatever the officials can do the whatever fucking shit they want to do with their rulers and their giant thermometers and whatever the fuck is going on. That's fine. But the two players closest to the ball should have to grapple for the ball. Okay. I think it's... Okay. I, definitely. Let me tell you viewers. about rugby. Mm. Oh, I love rugby. <laughs> That's the, what you're describing is rugby. Is rug, rugby. Yeah. That's true. I just, I just think football would also benefit. That's all. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's fair. <laughs> now, Nikki, who did score the final touchdown of this uh, football game? Uh... I know the NCAA wiped your brain for a few reasons, but did they wipe this from your brain? Was it Tom Petty? No, it wasn't Tom Petty. In the heartbreakers. He was heartbreakers. He did. What it he, says right he here. did break your heart, and his name is <laughs> and his name is his, his name, name is, is Vince Young. Young. Yeah. And Vince Young, um, uh, owner of Vince Young Steakhouse. Okay, listen, well, I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get to that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but listen, Vince Young basically wrapped up one of the best seasons in college football history, and he he basically yeah. was uh, thought of for at least a little while. I think he still is, even though you know circumstances have maybe tainted some of this, but uh, <laughs> a little bit. But uh, I mean, he was one of the best college football uh, quarterbacks ever. He was just a big huge strong dude who could uh sling it and also run the ball and he just had like a a knack for winning and so there are a lot of late game dramatics uh from vince young in this game and that that was uh really something special in a vacuum this game is incredible because it involves uh players who were like historically great um in college football and 
you, you know, it's like you, you, you had uh, defensive players, offensive players. You had folks that were like really considered some of the best to ever play their position. But outside of a vacuum, all these players, like a bunch of them went on to be drafted in the NFL. Yeah. Really, none of them were very good. Which is wild. <laughs> yeah. Like that doesn't that doesn't really happen anymore. No, it doesn't. Usually you're not good in you're not like the best in college and then middling in the NFL. That right. doesn't really happen anymore. You're either like you're the best in college on a middling team. Right. And then like you get pulled out like this is like the DeAndre Hopkins story, sure. right? Like there are a lot of players that are really good on their bad teams in college and then they get drafted and then they are very good in the NFL. Um, but there's nobody who's on the best team in college football who gets to the NFL and then is kind of like a stinker. Right. But that, but also like UCF, like the university of central Florida, which right. is like for a couple of years, like two or three years ago was like the best football team in college football. Like, quote unquote this is not true but like none of those <laughs> players none of those players made it out right. right like they went undefeated but then none of those players made it out so like i don't know I, it's it's interesting so you have the nfl draft where 32 teams draft uh players uh in seven rounds and in the first round you typically have very 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 good players even into the second round you typically do in the first round the top 10 you had uh, Reggie Bush go second overall to the New Orleans Saints. You had Vince Young go third overall to the Tennessee Titans. You had safety Michael Huff, who played for the Longhorns, uh, go seventh overall to Oakland. And you had my, Matt Leiner, quarterback of the USC Trojans, 10th overall to Arizona. Now, of those four, Michael Huff had the best career, I feel like. Yeah. And Reggie Bush was close. But Vince Young and Matt Leiner were like busts, were like straight up like yeah. they they did nothing in the NFL, which is stunning. It's honestly stunning. They were so good in college. Um, right. And yeah, that's kind of the, the whole weird... draft is kind of bad. The like, draft it's like a historically not... bad draft. Right. It was a weird draft because it looked good. I mean, like Vince Young was like, I think a lot of people thought he was a game. He was you know a, a game changer, but no, he wasn't. And now he. He kind of has a sad life. I don't know. He might be okay, but he he yeah. just owns steakhouses. He's filed for like twenty different kinds of bankruptcies. I feel like, um, yeah, kind of a bummer. Yeah. Anyway, I'm looking at the 2007 draft now. Yeah. There are one Calvin Johnson, Adrian Peterson, Marshawn Lynch, Darrell Revis. There are oh, four that's good a, players mm, in this. Draft. That's a better one, huh? There are four, but like that's in the first 19 picks. There's yeah. four players. Yeah. Yeah. Like the NFL draft is was bad in the mid 2000s. Yeah. 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 That's definitely true. <laughs> yeah, remember Brady Quinn? I remember About... Brady Quinn. That's it. That was the whole. Oh, God. That's it. <laughs> no, but uh, I guess you weren't kidding about Vince Young, though. He started for two seasons and then, like, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. He, Damn. he, they, he had, Did he get like, hurt? no, no, no. He didn't really get hurt. He oh. was just, like, not. He just couldn't keep up with the game. They, they, I remember this campaign really well, and it, it, it definitely struck me at the time as odd. And as I got older, I realized that it was uh, really racist. But uh, like, <laughs> but they, there Oops. was this weird campaign where he, every player takes like a certain kind of like aptitude test uh, before they get drafted. 
and he scored apparently very low. But the huh. rhetoric around that was very odd to me, and it still is odd to this day. And I almost wonder if the people that were kind of coaching him and mentoring him like into the league were basically just like wrong about the way to deal with him. Hmm. And uh-huh. because he was obviously like a very good football player, like, and he, you know, he's like, like he's, he's, he, you can't just be some dumb, dumb to like be good at sports. Like that's to me, that's a thing that like, I think is a weird mis misconception about sports yeah. is that like, like, Oh, like the ones who are really good at it can just be dumb jocks. And I'm like, well, there are a lot of different kinds of intelligences. Right. Yeah. And, and like having this kind of athletic intelligence is a real thing. And so like, I wonder if a lot of that rhetoric kind of got to him early in the career, because I remember him being asked about it constantly, which was kind of shitty and weird. And just like, why did you score so low on this test? It's like, well, that's a fucking rude question to ask, bro. Like, I don't know. Um, Anyway, Uh, Danielle, for context, apparently they call it the Wonderblick test or whatever, which is supposed to grade how well you can learn like an entire playbook, like a playbook. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And he he scored a, a six out of 50. Um, on his first test, wow. yeah, and then re- retested and scored sixteen out of fifty. Still yeah. bad, which is still yeah. bad. Which, which, like you know, but a lot of people, like in hindsight, were like, I don't know if that was really like the the issue, or if you know, it's like, yeah, you can you can basically like a lot of players have come through the 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 system and had playbooks like simplified for them. Like that sure. happens. Like if sure. they're a transcendent talent you basically like work your game into their skills. And that just was never a, uh, a, a kindness extended to someone who was extremely good at doing this stuff. So it was kind of a weird situation, but he burned out pretty fast, which is yeah. uh, sad, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's just that that really strikes me in so many ways. Like, well, first of all, I just that's a pet peeve of mine is that jocks are dumb because I'm right. a jock. Yep. You know, I get mad. Yeah, I got mad. I got mad. At that. <laughs> I get irrationally mad about <laughs> this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like there's so many ways to be good, even even within the confines of a particular role in a particular sport. There's so many ways to be good and so many ways to be talented that like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either, Danielle. I don't know either. I don't know either. But uh, thanks for indulging my homework, uh, I'm Nikki. I'm sorry. You're welcome, or whatever. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining Sports Middle. Thanks for listening to us. Um, we have so so many things going on. You know what, y'all? I can't wait till we record those promos. You know what I mean? Where we we yeah. just kind of automate this. I'm going to try to remember everything. Okay, here we go. Dylan, where can we find you? <laughs> At Skiffington <laughs> underscore. Okay, Danielle, where can we find you? At Danielle R.I. Okay, Nikki, where can we find you? At Godzilla, G-O-D-S-E-W-A. Okay, you can find me in Floppy Adult. You can also find uh, Fanbyte at Fanbyte Media on Twitter. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Fanbyte. Uh, we have three f- uh, podcast feeds. I almost said Fodpast. <laughs> You know, I don't know why. Uh, that's where we are on Wednesday. It's we okay. have we have three podcast feeds. One is Fan Fight, where uh, you were listening to the show right now. Uh, Fan Fight has a flagship program. Uh, LB Hunk Tears and Daniel Riondo talk about MMA and wrestling. It's a very good show. Uh, brand new, brand new launch this morning is Fan Fight VCR, which is 
very exciting. Colette around yeah. who uh, uh, writes for us uh, very, very consistently, uh, basically takes LB through a lot of uh, old South kind of wrestling. Um, it's I'm very excited about it. I think they'll probably branch out into things that aren't just that. It's kind of a rewatch podcast for uh, older matches. Their debut was a Terry Funk Ric Flair match from 1989. That is very, very good. Uh, so yeah, please listen to that. We also have Fanbyte FM. Uh, I do the news on that uh, channel, which is kind of fun. It's the only thing that keeps me connected to anything. Um, and uh, we also have like a lot of like experiments and stuff like Danielle and Merritt do East Coast Office Hours which is a really great show it's kind of a chill conversation that comes on every Friday uh, oh, God what else uh, we have Fan With the flagship feed uh, we recorded an episode yesterday of the main podcast Fan With it's very good um, you can check all of those out at fanbyte.com slash podcast you can catch Nikki and I every Wednesday uh, from 1 to 3 Pacific uh, on Late Lunch, which is our streaming show on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Uh, we're also streaming a bunch uh, generally, so just like check in with us. And if you want to join our Discord, you can at fanbyte.com slash Discord. <sighs> I think you, you got it. You, you nailed it. it. You caught them all. I would draft you, John. Thanks. I would probably score a zero on the Wonderlake test. Have you seen those I mean, playbooks? They're ridiculous. I mean, I, pr- I would too. I get X's and O's. I don't know, man. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. Bye. <laughs>